black helicopter crowd notion. The tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. It's never crazy, but now Black helicopter crowd really is upset. The people are stupid and they're drunk. There'll be a revolution and they're going to lose. There are too many guns and too many people ready to fight them. I am a man of peace, but we have gangsters running this country. Criminals, gangsters. We're normal. We see total criminal takeover, the death of freedom. It is the most corrupt, degenerate, criminal government in American history. I'm trying to awaken people, but look at the morons around you. They're zombies. Hello, welcome to Black Helicopter News. I'm President Zen Wan, and today we'll be looking at 13 coincidences that'll really creep you out. But first, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. I'm grinding out my internship less than a month ago. I do graduate in May, but I have to do an independent study this summer for the class that I had to withdraw from. And as many times as I thought of quitting and giving up on this internship, the class is one thing. I gave up on that. But if I gave up on this internship, which is only three and a half months, next year the whole rules of the game change and people that are in my major will have to do an internship for a whole year. So that's just, um, that's a topic for a whole nother episode in and of itself. Other than that, I just got to tell you, I'm going to keep rolling out the pods. We will hit 100 episodes with ease by the end of the year. We will hit 75 by the end of the summer. I'm going to keep grinding these out. I really do enjoy doing them. Like doing podcasts for you listeners is really the best thing I have going for me right now. Like making people laugh. You know, life is short. And, um, you know, before the globalists take over and the New World Order enslaves us, it is nice to have a friend. Because I believe that a friend is a gift that you give yourself. Do you understand that? A friend is a gift that you give yourself. Now, listen, just for people that get it twisted, I have been super infusing the episodes with comedy and deadpan humor. I hate to have to point that out to the thick-skulled people that might be listening. It gives me the extra ability to get away with a lot more. Because, I'm not going to lie, I started out the podcast initially to, for the most part, well, the first episode was funny as hell, but I honestly was expecting to just be super serious all the time. And it's just my personality, you know, the more I do this, the more my real personality comes out. And I'm a goofball. I'm a lone wolf. I'm a one-man wolf pack. And I just, you know, I'm trying to just have fun and expose the truth. And I found a way to intermingle fantasy and reality and entertainment into the schizophrenic world of this cultural zeitgeist that I am fully permeated by and enveloped by. And, um, And I'm the only one doing this. Check the Facebook page, Black Helicopter News. Like it. We're crushing it. We're dropping the most hardcore fun. I don't know. Just like it. I'm going to keep having fun. Making a pod good. I'm trying to get Rich Rock back on the show. Love to have Gibraltar back on the show. Trying to get my sister, Marie Weimer, back on the show. She wants to talk about her trip to Sri Lanka. You know, there's unlimited episodes that I want to do. And um, I need your support. And with your support, I could do this every day. I could do this five days a week. Six days. Seven, but you're going to have to like this show on every platform you see it. Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes. You're going to have to like the Facebook page. You're going to have to share it. You're going to have to share everything. You're going to have to really work hard to push my show for me. And if you do that, 
we will be rewarded. How? Because we'll be winning the info war. We'll be defeating the New World Order. We'll be watching the Illuminati fail and laughing. Look at the alternative media. We see what it is and we see what it represents. And we are launching an operation that has to go into the next phase. And in the next phase, we will conservatively reach over 5 million listeners in the next few years. Once that happens, we will immediately start constructing an infrastructure and start getting put on affiliates and other stations and we will probably get a show on the BBC. The reason why is because all of these criminal media, dinosaur media, state-run media, enemy collaborator media, CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, almost no one listens to you and no one believes you. You are a disgrace to the news world. You're not covering anything that the people want to hear. That's my message to them. And we're not going to give up, and we're going to keep going, and we're going to flood the info war with the truth. And we are in the tip of the spear, and we're going there. We're going into battle against the New World Order. They will fail. The resistance will rise. They're not going to have their plan come to fruition. Anyway, that's why I'm telling you I need your support. I have two EPs, Philosopher's Stone and Rorschach Test. I've got the digital download card. Inbox me, zen1music at gmail.com, or check them out on Armageddon Record Shop on eBay. You can get both of them for $9.99. These are great CDs. They're done by me. And all the money that comes from that, the proceeds, will be funneled to our independent media operation at large, which is the podcast. And then I'll be able to expand the podcast and get more technology for it. And I'll be able to get more listeners, more guests, more prominent guests. I'm working on a lot of great guests, but we need more of a buzz, and I will get a real lot. Anyway, blessings unto you. Jumping right into it. 13 coincidences that'll really creep you out. This is on conspiracyclub.com. So here's 13 coincidences with a side order of creepy. Number 13. On November 4th, 2008, Barack Obama won the presidential election. On November 5th, the pick three, where Obama is from, came out 666 the day after he was elected. This is deep stuff, folks. What does that mean? Well, now they're talking about canceling the election now, which would keep him in office. Then, they're working on the Middle East. Once they get their portals implanted in several specific geographical regions of the Middle East, they're going to open a portal, one giant portal, that connects, and they're going to connect it to CERN, the particle accelerator. And they're going to blast it, and they will unleash the demons from they're gonna they're opening a gate to hell to bring the earth and i don't want to be here when they do that but i'm gonna so i want to stop it they're trying to open a portal to hell we are doing evil ish with the particle accelerators and obama is spearheading it because he is a very evil entity he is possessed by an evil entity Number 12, South African astronomer Danielle Dutois, South African astronomer, had just finished giving a lecture with the conclusion that death could strike at any time. Afterwards, he sat down and popped a peppermint in his mouth, and guess what happened? He choked to death on that very piece of candy. That is called fate. That proves 
that there is a such thing as jinxing yourself. He jinxed himself. Number 11, during a production of Deus Ex. This is a game, video game released in 2000. I played it. It's, eh, I don't, I'm not a fan of it. It's a first-person shooter. But the development team forgot to add the Twin Towers. And this was a game released in 2000. They gave a phony in-game explanation that the buildings had been brought down by a terrorist attack. Now they say Hollywood Simpsons hinted about the Twin Towers being attacked on 9-11. But of all those mainstream citations, nobody's mentioned this video game. So, that's interesting. Number 10. The assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand sparked World War I. He was shot down in a car that had the license plate A, Roman numeral 3, 118. The war ended in an armistice on 11-11-18 at 11 a.m. That's spooky. That shows to you that the future is revealed to us in the present. And all we have to do is be aware, keep an eye open, keep an ear open, be paranoid, and you will find out the future. That's how I know so much. Number 9. In 2002, a 70-year-old Finnish man was killed by a truck when he attempted to cross the highway on his bike. Two hours later, his identical twin was killed under the exact same circumstances, less than one mile down the same highway. This we actually talked about in a previous episode. Episode 42, Goosebumps. Number 8. In 1883, Henry Zieglin dumped his longtime girlfriend. Heartbroken, she hanged herself. Her brother vowed to avenge her and hunted down Zieglin. When he finally found him, he aimed for his head and shot. Zieglin fell to the ground. The girl's brother, believing he exerted his vengeance, committed suicide with the same gun. Little did he know Zieglin would survive because the bullet merely grazed his cheek and lodged itself in a nearby tree. Several years later, Zieglin attempted to cut down that tree. He had the brilliant idea of using dynamite, and the resulting explosion sent the dormant bullet right through his skull. It seemed the bullet refused to miss its target. Number 7. In 1838, Edgar Allan Poe published the narrative of Arthur Gordon Pym of Nantucket. The novel includes a tale of four men stranded at sea after their ship sank. Desperate, the men kill and eat a cabin boy named Richard Parker. Forty-six years later, the ship called Mignette suffered the same fate. The four starving survivors killed and ate the cabin boy, whose real name was, you guessed it, Richard Parker. Samuel Clemens, a.k.a. Mark Twain, born 1835, shortly after the appearance of Halley's Comet. Later in life, he predicted he'd die when the comet returned. In 1910, one day after Halley's Comet appeared at its brightest, Twain died of a heart attack. Perhaps Twain considered the comet a harbinger of death. If so, he had good reason. In 1222, as the comet passed near Earth, it appeared to be moving west at the time Genghis Khan was preparing for his invasion. Believing this was a sign, he also marched west, killing millions in the process. Number 5. September 20th, 1911. The RMS Olympic White Star Line's lead transatlantic ocean liner collides with a British warship called HMS Hall. The Olympic suffers severe damage to its hull and nearly capsizes. Fortunately, no one seriously injured or killed. Seven months later, the sinking of the Titanic would become the deadliest maritime disaster and that claimed the lives of 1,500 people. In the morning hours of November 21, 1916, the White Stars Line 
largest and latest Olympic class vessel, the HSMS Britannic, was shook by an explosion. 55 miles later, it sank in the Mediterranean. 30 people lose their lives. It's unclear whether the explosion was caused by a torpedo or underwater mine. What do all these disasters have in common? Well, besides involving three of our state-of-the-art passenger ships belonging to the same shipping company, one stewardess nurse was present on all of them when things went bad. She survived them all, leading some to believe she was an albatross. And I just wanted to throw this in there. Keep track of these dates and keep track of these connections because they are going to be launching a new Titanic. And it'd be interesting to see if it was by this same company. And it will also be interesting to see if it sinks and if even more people die. Number four, a Frenchman they called Jean-Marie Dubarry was executed for murdering his father on February 13, 1746. 100 years later, on the 13th of February, another man was executed for patricide. His name, Jean-Marie Dubarry. The same name. So if you're a father that doesn't want to get killed, do not name your son Jean-Marie Dubarry. Number three, a French baron named Rodemeyer de Tarzon was killed by Claude Volbon in 1872, two decades earlier. Baron de Tarzon's father had been killed by a different man, also named Claude Volbon. What is it with this? They say words create effect. That's why magic spells work and all that good stuff. Names. You can name your son something. Like, name your son Charles Manson. Watch what happens. He doesn't have to ever know Charles Manson existed. Just see what happens, though. Would you like to say, yeah, Charles Manson lives in the next room. That's my son. No. No, if I named my son Charles Manson, he wouldn't be my son. I'd make him move out as an infant. I'd be like, this kid is going to kill me. Number two, King Umberto I of Italy was having dinner in a restaurant in the city of Monza on July 28, 1900. To his astonishment, he found out the restaurant's owner looked exactly like him and was also named Umberto. Furthermore, the wives had the same name and their restaurant had been opened on the same day as King Umberto's coronation. The next day, both Umbertos were shot dead in unrelated incidents. And number one, on November 26, 1911, three men were convicted of murdering Sir Edmund Berry and were promptly hanged at Greenbury Hill in London. The men's names were Green, Berry, and Hill. Grammy Award winner and platinum recording artist, President Zen One. His debut studio album, Philosopher's Stone, including the smash single, New World Order. President Zen One, Philosopher's Stone, the digital album, available on iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Play, and CDBaby.com. Get your copy today. Pump up the volume and let the music play. President Zen One, new CD, Rorschach Test. Featuring the Smash single, Project Bluebeam, Rorschach Test, available on iTunes, CD Baby, Reverb Nation, and other fine music stores. 
You can buy my new team, Rorschach Test and Philosopher Stone, both for only $9.99. Check us out on Armageddon Record Shop on eBay. I've got digital download cards of both EPs for sale. Or just inbox us at zen1music at gmail.com. What are you waiting for? Andrew Robinson here. At Armageddon Record Shop, we've partnered with eBay to expand our operation. My goal is to find the best deals on the highest quality products and give them to you at the lowest prices possible. The New World Order wants us dependent. We need to be self-sufficient. Visit us at ebay.com slash usr slash Armageddon Record Shop. Books, video games, clothing, and much more. New items every month. Armageddon Record Shop on eBay. Next up, the Space Elevator Explained. This is on disinfo.com. The space elevator is a proposed method of, of space transportation that would virtually eliminate the need for the large, expensive rockets that we use today. The main component of the system would be a cable or tether that would be anchored to the Earth's surface and then extend 60,000 miles into space. And the interesting thing is that the first documented case of this concept was published in 1895 by a Russian rocket scientist, Konstantin Tsiolkovsky, in a paper, Speculations About Earth and Sky and Vesta. The case against the space elevator is easy to make, but the desire to build one persists. Folks, this is a good idea. Why don't we just build a huge elevator? You can save on fuel you could probably use solar energy to power this. The scientists working on this ambitious project aren't a fringe freak fest of researchers. In fact, Google X recently developed plans to build a space elevator. This gives it a lot of credibility and validity. Though the secret lab scrapped the project, it's clear that the concept is still alive and well and worthy of exploration. The space elevator will be built one day. And I think the space elevator is actually a great idea because it would be a safer method and it would probably cut costs in the long run of the budget that NASA gets. The space elevator, it's actually a lot like if you remember and recall back to the time period of the Jetsons, they would have their worlds built on a giant elevator, and they were so close into the troposphere that they often found themselves flying through space in their recreational vehicles. This is going to become a possible alternative timeline for us, the Jetsons timeline, because if you'll recall... They once even did, I guess, almost like a PSA, where they had to keep elevating their towns, their gated communities that were on these elevators. They took the concept in a different route, but it's virtually the same thing. They just greatly expanded upon it. Um, smog, from the use of the fossil fuels and such, they created so much smog and whatnot that once they became completely permeated by it swathed in it then they would have to raise the elevator to elevate higher then they would elevate above the smog but that shows you that if we keep polluting we'll just have to keep raising the elevator of our um, futuristic living quarters our futuristic new lifestyle that is coming fast we will be. See, when I say it's like the Jetsons, people think it's almost silly. 
Put it this way, here's the deal. Space Elevators is probably so far ahead of its time, it's still a joke. Um, check that out though, disinfo.com, follow them on Facebook, and follow Black Helicopter News on Facebook, because I'm reposting this article now. The Gate of the Gods at Hayumarka is a Stargate and declassified FBI documents prove it works. This is on ancientcode.com. So this, let me put a disclaimer on this. I am posting this picture on Instagram shortly after this episode. (coughs) Pardon me. The mysterious and enigmatic stone monument of the picture that I'm posting. It's hard to explain it. It just looks like a uh, rock mountainous structure made of rocks. I'm not a rockologist, but I believe it looks like um, rocks, big rocks. Okay, let me start again. This mysterious and enigmatic stone monument is evidence of the incredible skills of our ancestors who inhabited the region of what is known today as Peru. Most have heard of it, I believe, by now. This huge stargate is one of the most impressive monuments in the region, but the truth behind it could be far greater than any of us thought possible. The so-called stargate was discovered by Jose Luis Delgado Mamanu, a local mountaineering guide who was exploring the area. While enjoying the view at the Hayumarca mountain region located in southern Peru, he came across a giant door-like structure which was carved out of huge rock that measures 7 meters in height and 7 meters in width with a mysterious door-like feature at its center. And I'm looking at this picture now, folks, and anyone with half a brain would realize that this is a door. Hopefully you have a couple brain cells to rub together. Why would there be a door into a mountain? Well, um, a stargate maybe? comes to mind. Uh, when I see a door-like structure, I immediately think it's possibly a portal. And if I were you, I would too. You never know. You don't want to accidentally walk into a portal. According to some legends, the smaller door represents the entrance for mortal souls, while the larger and more symmetrical entrance accounts for the entrance used by deities to access our realm. Curiously, Momani stated that he had long before dreamed about this structure and saw what appeared to be a door covered with pink marble with several figures located to the sides. I believe this man's dream. The reason I believe it's probably a fact is because... Well, because it looks like what he said he dreamed about. And I'm going to post a picture. And I don't know. That's the evidence I'm basing my opinion upon. So, now why do you think that's a joke? And I admit, it does sound kind of hokey. And I'm sure you had a good laugh. Chuckleheads. But in 1996, the man I'm speaking about that dreamed about this, he's actually credited with discovering this quote-unquote gate to the gods in the Hayumarka Mountains of southern Peru. The funny thing is, local legends say in the distant past, an Incan priest called Amaru Muru from the Temple of the Seven Rays fled from his temple with a sacred golden disc known as the Key to the Gods of the Seven Rays. 
The priests hid in the mountains of Hayubrand, afraid that the Spanish might take the key from him. Later, the priest arrived at the gate of the gods, where he showed the key to several priests and shamans of the area. After they performed a ritual, the door opened with a blue light emanating from it. The priest, Amarumuru, handed the golden disc to one of the shamans and entered the door. He was never seen again. My question for you folks, if you were one of the shamans, would have you entered the door never to be seen again? I'll tell you what folks, I haven't had a better opportunity in the world thus far in life. So yes, I would walk into a door of blue light that could possibly lead anywhere. To hell, to instant death, to another dimension. I would walk through a blue light. Hell yeah. Open a portal. I'm going in it. I want to explore the unknown. Like deep space. Like the center of the earth. Like the mind. LSD. DMT. Mushrooms. I want to open my mind to the wisdom of the universe. So I need that golden disc. And I need to go to Hayumarka. And I really, really hope that... I can see that blue light and walk through that doorway and into another dimension. And I will never be seen again. I will attempt to release the podcast in another dimension. Unfortunately, you would not be able to be listeners of it unless their technology was really that that um, supreme. But I will continue it there at whatever episode I'm up to here. So, um, so follow me. Follow me, man. When I say walk through that blue door, walk through it. Anyway, these visions are closely linked to legends of native Indians of the area. And they spoke of this being a door to the gateway to the land of the gods. And legends speak that in the distant past. That great heroes crossed into the land of the gods. And they enjoyed a prosperous and glorious immortal life. And there's no proof of that. But we'd like to wish and we'd like to hope that they lived a life that was prosperous and glorious. So, is it possible this mysterious place is beyond our rational understanding? And is it possible that there is, in fact, a global network of ancient sites that's not understood by today's generation? And could they be somehow connected? Ancient astronaut theorists and conspiracists like myself say yes. Like I've said before, they think we were in caves munching on bananas, using chicken bones to build a wheel. No. Only a humanoid of great wisdom would understand the sacred geometry to create a wheel. Now, I don't know who created the wheel or who's credited with it in the history books, but whoever it is, I'm sure it's bullshit. Because they would need that spark of divine consciousness to create a geometrical figure such as a circle. It's just too much of a benchmark for a human to create. A human sapient, a humanoid human from Earth. Our minds are too feeble. The aliens that created us, they understood um, every single thing possible. 
they honestly they have the answers to everything that's wrong with the world that's why that's why i really try to get the message out there that we are ancient astronaut theorists and we are leading we are leading the way and we will find the answers to all of the problems that plague humanity we just have to find our alien creators because they will know. Because we've had Einstein, we've had Tesla, and they don't understand it themselves. So therefore, it is only something that could be answered by the people that created us. I suggest we start launching a mission to Mars. That could be a good start. Because they say men are from Mars. And when we do, we'll find out the answers to every problem. And I think that it's worth it. Anyway, this has been a great episode, and I really thank you for listening. Take care. I will see you on the other side of the blue light.